Hello and welcome to Boston Blackie from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom slash socks. Say, Mark, do me a favor, will you? What, Billy? I don't think I better ride the truck with you tonight. I'm not feeling so good. You're not, huh? No. You can drive the load through without me anyhow. Call the office and cover for me, huh? Sure, I'll cover for you, Billy. But you ain't kidding anybody. I know you're not sick. No? Uh-uh. We're traveling a dark route and picking up a valuable load later on. Well, I know that, but I tell you, I don't feel so good. Don't pull that one on me. You probably got a date with the counter gal, Madge. Well, you can have off tonight just this once. I'll tell the office you were sick. And I know you're not. Well, thanks, Mom. I'll do a favor for you sometime. Skip it. Maybe you are sick. And I think how some guys would like to have what I'll be toting in my and uh, what they might do to get it, I don't feel so good myself. Want a beer with flavor? A flavor that's delightfully, deliciously different? Try that smooth beer. Try Champagne Velvet, the beer with the million-dollar flavor. Thank you, my friend, for a very happy suggestion. It's worth repeating. Try that smooth beer. But Champagne Velvet is more than just that. It's a beer with a rare and unusual flavor combination. It's bright and sparkling from foam to finish. It's light and lively with a clear, clean taste that makes you sure it's pure. And best of all, it has the rich, robust, and full-bodied flavor that stamps it as a beer of real premium quality. Premium quality that costs you no premium in price. Light and lively, bright and sparkling, yet just as smooth. What a flavor combination. 
And you're sure it's pure. And now, on to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend. Yes, yes. Boston Blackie. Yes? May I come in? Yes, I think you'd better. I'd rather have you cry in here than out in the hall. I, I won't cry, I promise. You needn't keep that promise if you don't want to. A woman in tears means a woman in trouble. What can I do for you? My name's Linda Crane. I'm sure you don't want me to do anything about that. You have a bruise there on your cheek. What's on your mind? A bruise that's on my cheek. My husband hit me. Oh, I see. Well, I don't think... Oh, that's not what I came to see you about. You see, we had a fight. He left, and I haven't seen him since. Since when? Well, it's been 24 hours since he's been home. I'm worried. It's not like him not to come home after work. Where does he work? For the Big Green Line Trucking Company. He's a driver. Uh Uh-huh. And his name? Mark. Mark Crane. Well, why come to me about it? Well, you're a private detective, and I Oh, no, Mrs. Crane. I'm no detective. Just someone interested in seeing the little fellow get a square deal. I think you'd better take your troubles to the police. No, I can't do that. I cannot. All right. I'll tell you what. You go on home and relax. If your husband doesn't show up in another 24 hours, let me know. All right. (laughs) Good. Now, go on home and don't worry. You and your husband just had a fight, and maybe he's just afraid to come home. But look, when he does come home, don't turn the other cheek. I won't. (laughs) Good. You're feeling better already about the whole... Oh, hiya, Mary. Come on in. This young lady was just leaving. Goodbye, Mrs. Crane. Goodbye, Blackie. Thanks. What did she want? And who gave her that present on her cheek? She wanted me, and the present was a gift from her husband. Mm-hmm. Isn't love wonderful? <laughs> yes. And now she's worried about him. Husband home in 24 hours. Oh, what's her husband do besides giving his wife testimonials of his affection? Drives a truck for the big green line. A fellow named Mark Crane. Well, anything interesting in the paper? I don't know. I bought it without looking at it. Well, let's see who made the headlines today. Not you, Blackie. You made them last week. Here you are. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Mark, look at this. What? Look who took my place in the headlines today. Who? A driver for the big Green Line Trucking Company. And his name was Mark Crane. And you know what that means, Mary. Mrs. Crane's missing husband turned out to be a found corpse. Who are you calling, Blackie? Calling Faraday. I laughed at Mrs. Crane for worrying about her husband, so the least I can do is help her find out who killed him. Police department? Rollins? Yeah? Let me speak to Faraday. He's not here. has been a murder and hijacking the Big Green Line Trucking Company. He's over at the Big Green Line offices. Good. I'll run right over there and give him a hand. Oh, no, you won't. The inspector's got police guards at the Big Green Line offices just so you won't get near the place. Well, thanks for telling me, Rollins. Now, you get on the phone, call Faraday, and tell him to count me in because he won't be able to keep me out. Yes, Mr. Green, it's just what it looks like. A simple case of murder in the process of hijacking one of your trucks. But will you catch the men who killed my driver, Inspector Faraday? Sure, I'll catch him, Wap. Does that window washer have to make all that noise? I think he's signaling us to open it. I'll wash him up. No wonder it's locked. I'll take care of it. As I was saying, Mr. Green... There, it's open now. Do you have any idea who wanted the load that truck was uh, carrying? Mind if I come in? No, wash your windows and get it over with. Maybe I ought to wash my face first. Blackie, what are you... Ah, do- uh, what's the use? 
You surrender, dear? Uh, Help me through the window, will you, Faraday? I'm not used to this sort of thing. I'd rather push you through it. What is this, anyhow? Uh, this is Boston Blackie, Mr. Green. Oh. Now he's a window washer. Quiet, Faraday. You'll wake up your brain. Here, pull me in. I'd really like to pull you in. Here, give me a hand. Sure. Uh, Thanks, Faraday. Thank you. Ah. Where were you and Mr. Green before I so politely interrupted? Why, we were just... Uh... What now? Excuse me. Uh, come in. Uh, Mr. Green. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, come in, Joe. Come in. I, uh, I didn't know you had company, Mr. Green. Well, this is company. Maybe you'll want to meet Joe. Joe Baxter, Inspector Faraday of the police in Boston Black. How are you? How do you do, gentlemen? Joe is my foreman and chief dispatcher. Do you have any idea who killed that driver, Joe? Well, no, I don't, Inspector. In fact, I wasn't here yesterday. See, it was my day off. Uh, Mr. Green, here are the route reports from yesterday. Oh, thank you, Joe. I'll be around if you need me. I'll be in my office in the garage. Good. I may want to talk to you later. I uh, sure, Inspector. Now to get back to where we were before Joe came in. Where were we? Why, we were... Uh, don't tell him a thing, Mr. Green. It's none of his business. Oh, but it is, Faraday. The dead driver's wife came to see me a couple of hours ago. She thought her husband was missing. Uh, he was missing, all right. He was right out of this world. Hey, but since when do people come to you to look for missing persons? Haven't they ever heard of me? Certainly. That's one reason why they come to me. Uh, I've heard all I want to hear from you. Now, I've got to get to work and find out who hijacked that truck. Whoever did it also killed Mark Crane. Now, there is a brilliant piece of deduction. Go to the head of the class, Faraday, which is quite a distance from where you usually sit. What makes you think the truck was hijacked? Because, wise guy, when we found the truck, it was empty. Uh, Inspector, I've been trying to tell you about that. The truck Mark Crane was driving couldn't have been hijacked. It was traveling empty. What? Well, uh, Shut up, Blackie. Whatever you were going to say, don't say it. Uh, why didn't you tell me that truck was empty, Mr. Green? I've been trying to ever since you came in, Inspector Faraday, but you were too busy telling me about you. <laughs> Faraday's brain was hijacked years ago, and the loot was never recovered. I'll recover you. I'm going to uncover something on this case, uh, but not while you're around. I'll see you later, Mr. Green. Uh, fine, Inspector. Don't go away mad, Inspector. I'd rather go away the way I am and stay here and let you drive me crazy. It's not a drive, Faraday. For you, it's just a short walk. Blackie, one of these days, I'll... Well, it's a good thing the law gets it. <laughs> good old Faraday. I'm really very fond of him. Now, Mr. Green, let's get started. What can you tell me about Mark Crane, the dead driver? Uh, nothing, Blackie. He was new here. I'd never even met him. Oh, I see. Are you in the habit of letting new men take trucks out alone? Oh, he wasn't alone, Blackie, at least not when he started out. Uh, Billy Johnson was riding with him when the truck left here. Uh-huh. Well, what happened to him? I don't know. He hasn't been heard of since uh, the accident. Disappeared, huh? Well, when you do hear from him, I want to hear from you. I'll see you later, Mr. Green. All right. I hope you can find out something pretty soon. I'm a little leery about letting my trucks roll again until this thing's cleaned up. My friend Mary Wesley's in your outer office. Between the two of us, we ought to dig up something. You'll hear from me, Mr. Green. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello, window washer. Hi, Mary. Let's get to work. My, I didn't have to wait out here as long as I thought. Well, don't be happy about it. I got out sooner than I thought I would because... What I got out of Mr. Green was practically zero. Well, what Inspector Faraday got out of him must have been even less. Wow, was he angry when he went by me. When isn't he angry? Is this the way out? Nope. This is the way I came in. Uh, or is that the same thing? Don't ever try to find any difference, Mary. It'll take a lifetime. I parked the car right down this way. <laughs> Good. Did you find out anything from Mr. Green? I found out what was in the hijacked truck. What? Oh, nothing. 
Now, Blackie, don't be coy. What was in the truck? I told you, nothing. I know that's what you told me, nothing. Now tell me what was in the truck. Nothing. Want me to spell it for you? N-O. N-O, no. But, Blackie, if there wasn't anything in the truck, then why was it held up? That is something we've got to find out. Interesting question, isn't it? It's too interesting. Well, we don't know why anyone would want to rob an empty truck, but I'll tell you something I know. What? I wasn't wasting my time while I was waiting for you. What are we doing, whittling? You mean I quit me in the dark? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was detecting. Oh, what'd you find out? Something very interesting about that dead driver. Mr. Green's secretary told me that, although nobody was supposed to know it, mm-hmm. the dead driver was Mr. Green's nephew. Yeah, that's it. What'd you say? It isn't what I said, darling. It's what she said. Mark Green, or Mark Crane, rather, was Mr. Green's nephew. Yeah, I heard that. I also heard Mr. Green say he didn't even know the dead driver. Now, why would he say that? In murder cases, there's a reason for almost anything, Mary, including the murder itself. Say, this case is getting more interesting every minute. Well, then I did the right thing when I talked to the secretary. You sure did, Mary. And you can do something else, too. The dead driver started out on his route with a writer named Billy Johnson. Johnson disappeared. Oh, my gosh, you don't expect me to find him, do you? (laughs) No, but find out all you can about him, huh? All right, I will. What are you going to do? Well, the dead man's wife was nice enough to drop in on me. I think I'll repay the visit. I've just been washing windows, so maybe she'll help me see through this case. I uh, know your husband's death must be a shock to you, Mrs. Crane, but I've got to ask you a few questions. Why, of course, Inspector Faraday. Now, first of all, you went to see Boston Blackie today. Why? I went to see Boston Blackie? Yeah. Oh, Inspector, you must be mistaken. You, you didn't go to see Boston Blackie? Well, no. Well, I'll be... I'll get it, Mr. Crane. Oh, thank you. Look, if you're... Blackie, what are you doing here? I'd ask the same thing of you, only I know the answer. Oh, you do, do you? Sure. One of the things you're doing is checking to make sure my story about Mrs. Crane coming to see me is true. That's right. And you were lying, Blackie. She didn't come to see you. What? Mrs. Crane, how can you say that? I'll tell you how she can say it. Like this. I didn't go to see Blackie. But that's not true. Why do you lie to her, Mrs. Crane? I don't know. Uh, Don't answer, Mrs. Crane. You don't have to. I'm leaving, Blackie. You're leaving with me. Oh, no, not yet. I'm not. Come on, come on. Mrs. Crane doesn't want to be bothered. If she doesn't like my being here, she can call a cop. You can tell her where to find one, can't you, Faraday? Blackie, one of these days I'm going to... Oh, no, no, you won't, Faraday. Remember, there's the law against it. You said so yourself. Uh... Well, now what's this all about? Why did you tell him you didn't come up to see me today? Why? Because I never did go to see you. Oh, now, wait a minute. You wait. A minute, an hour, as long as you like. So far as I'm concerned, Blackie, I've never even seen you before in my life. Premium quality, yes, sir. Premium quality that is yours to enjoy at no premium in price. Now, that's something worth remembering. But every time you pour your glass of champagne velvet, you're reminded that you're enjoying a real premium quality beer at no premium in price. You know, of course, that more costly malt and grain, higher-priced hops, and more careful and costly brewing methods are all a part of C.V.'s famous million-dollar formula. 
So CV has to have unmistakable premium quality. CV's flavor tells you all of that. It's bright and sparkling, light and lively from foam to finish, with the rich, robust, and full-bodied flavor of a real honest-to-goodness beer. Real premium quality beer. But that's not all. It has a clear, clean taste, given it by controlled aging. A taste that makes you sure it's pure. And it's smooth, 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 just as smooth. And now, back to Boston Blackie. Mark Crane, truck driver, is found shot to death on a lonely road. Obviously, his murder is the work of hijackers. But it is later learned the truck was traveling empty. Also, Billy Johnson, the dead man's rider, has been missing since the murder. And to add to the mystery, Linda, the dead man's wife, who came to Blackie to report her husband missing, later denies she's ever seen Blackie before. As we return to our story, Blackie telephones Mary Wesley, who has been trying to find out something about the missing Billy Johnson. Hello? Hello, Mary. This is Blackie. You got back to your apartment at last, huh? Yes, I just a second got in. Good. Find out anything? Sure did. Billy Johnson has a sweetheart named Madge. She's a waitress at the rest of while at the roadside restaurant on Highway 19. Well, in that case, I know I can find out if Billy Johnson was on that truck when it was held up. I think I'll go out to the rest a while and see his sweetheart. All right, Blackie, but remember, she's his sweetheart. <laughs> I know, so you better come with me. Why? Don't tell me you're afraid to be alone with Billy Johnson's girlfriend. No, but if that truck driver caught me alone with his sweetheart, I wouldn't want to be alone with him. <laughs> George. Your name Madge? Yeah, what's it to you? Oh, nothing. Yeah. Johnson's girl, aren't you? Yeah, how do you know? Oh, I'm a friend of Billy. Yeah? Oh. He never told me he had a pal who drives a swell car. Oh, that thing parked out there, I borrowed it from a friend. Yeah? And the dame in it. I suppose you borrowed her, too. <laughs> For a while. She comes with a car to Luke's equipment. <laughs> One of Billy's pals, all right. All Billy's pals tell bum jokes. Well, we can't all be good. <laughs> uh, look, I gotta find Billy. He used to tell me you always knew where he was. He told you that, huh? Okay. He's living at Harless Cabins, shack number six. He's just on the road here a couple of miles. He's using the name of Ralph Rogers. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Okay. Well, uh, so long. You're leaving? Yes, but, uh... I'll be seeing you again. Well, make it soon, will you? I didn't know Billy had such a good-looking friend. And I didn't know Billy had a girl with such good taste. <laughs> See ya. Uh, see that you do. Let's go, Mary. I got what I wanted. I saw that girl you were talking to. What did you get? Information or a date? <laughs> Neither. An address. And not hers, Billy Johnson's. Good. Where to, Master? Hylas Cabins. And when we talk to Mr. Billy Johnson, then what? We'll find out two things, I hope. Why someone would hijack an empty truck, and how it was that Billy wasn't killed, too. The place we're going to is just a few miles now.
Uh, here we are, Mary. Shack six. You want me to wait out here? Might as well. All right. <clears throat> you drove me so close to this door, you can sit right here and still satisfy those nosy ears of yours. Nosy ears. What a picture. Say, this place of Johnson's. What a dive. Mm-hmm. The second thought is too small for a dive. It's more like a dip. No answer? No answer. So, maybe nobody's home. So, maybe the door's open. So, maybe you're right. Well, nobody home? Did you say, no, body, Mary? You should have said, a body. A body? Yes, indefinitely, a dead one. Well, I wanted to know why Billy wasn't killed. Now I want to know why he was. Say, Mr. Green, since that hijacking yesterday, I'm having a lot of trouble getting a driver to make the night run. I can imagine so, Joe, but we've got to get the driver. Oh, come in. Hello, Mr. Green. Oh, hello, Blackie. Come in. Remember Joe, our foreman, don't you? Sure. How are you? Oh, nice to see you. Uh, have you found out anything yet, Blackie? Nothing that tells me why an empty truck should be hijacked. But I did find Billy Johnson, the dead driver's rider. But he couldn't talk. Well, why not, Blackie? He was dead, Joe. Oh, dead? What? Yes, I found him in his shack, shot to death. Oh, this I is think terrible. I... Uh, come in. Mr. Green, I'd like... Oh, I didn't know you had company. Well, Mrs. Crane, the girl who insists she doesn't know me. You know this young lady, Blackie? Yes, but only to be ignored by. I know it too, Mr. Green. She's Mark Crane's wife. And I think she's just in time to hear some interesting news, too. News? Well, it's going to make news one of these days. I have a clue to your husband's killer, Mrs. Green. A clue? What is it? You sure, Blackie? Positive. As soon as I check on it, I think I'll be able to name the murderer. I'd like to look around your garage, Mr. Green. Mind? No, in fact, I'll show you around myself. Good, let's go. Right away. Oh, oh, Mrs. Crane, is there something I can do for you? Yes, I I came to see about the compensation papers my husband carried with your company, Mr. Crane. Oh, oh yes, yes, of course. Uh, Joe, will you take her down to the ground floor and look over those papers with her? Sure, I'll be glad to. Uh, fine. Uh, all right, Blackie, we'll look over my plan. Where do you want to start? In your garage to see if any of your empty trucks are loaded for murder. Some garage, Mr. Green. Well, it has to be, Blackie. We're one of the biggest hauling companies in the city. Yes, I know. But one more murder and the big green line may be in the red, huh? I'm afraid so. Any of the trucks loaded yet? No, they always leave here empty. I see. And the death truck was empty, too, when it left here, wasn't it? Oh, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Say, what's this here on the wall? A bulletin board? Yes, that's where the drivers get their pickup orders. See? Who posts these notices? Uh, Joe, my foreman. He's the dispatcher here, except on his day off. Then I post the orders myself. Then you're the one who routed the truck driven by Mark Crane. Yes, I was. Uh, it was Joe's day off. Uh, but the order I posted was a reroute notice. A last-minute change from the order posted the day before. The truck skipped a stop where it was supposed to pick up a load, a place called Cusk's. Uh-huh. Look, Mr. Green, while you have a chance, why don't you tell me the truth about the dead driver? What do you mean, the truth? I mean, you denied even knowing him, but I happen to know he's your nephew. Oh, you found that out, did you? Well, I wanted to keep it a secret. I thought if the other drivers knew it, it would be bad for their morale. You think your men didn't know it? 
Joe, your foreman, knew Mark's wife. I'm sure he knew who Mark was, too. Well, I suppose it was foolish of me. Oh, dear, I forgot something. Hey, excuse me a minute. I'll have to run back upstairs to my office. Sure, go ahead. I'll look around your garage alone until you get back. All right. Hey, you, look out the truck's full. Holy mackerel. Jump I'm jumping as far as I can. Blackie, who tried to hit you with that truck? Mr. Green? Uh, Joe, the foreman. Linda Crane, Mary. I'll tell you this, though. The reason that truck was hijacked yesterday was because the murderer thought it was full. It didn't make a stop he thought it was going to make. I don't understand. Green told me he posted a reroute order for the truck that was hijacked. This is obviously what happened. The original orders were to pick up a load at a place called Cossie's. Let's call that A. Then drive to B to reload the load. The truck was hijacked between A and B. Oh, I get it. The last-minute orders were for the truck not to stop at A. Yes, so it went straight from the garage to B, empty. But the hijacker thought it was carrying the load it was supposed to pick up at A. Yes, but who was the hijacker? I'll tell you that when I tell it to Faraday. Ah, can't I be the first to know? (laughs) Nope. And I've got to get to Faraday and tell him about finding Billy Johnson's body. Come on, let's go down to headquarters and pick him up so we can take him to the big green line trucking company to pick up a killer. disappointment for you, Mr. Green. You're about to lose another of your employees. There's been more trouble, Blackie? No, but there's been enough. And to put a stop to it, I think you'd better hand your phone here over to Inspector Faraday. What? What does the police want with me? Nothing much, Joe. Just your personal appearance in the death cell heading for that little green door. Death cell? What for? The murder of Mark Crane and Billy Johnson. Why, you're crazy. I think so, too, Blackie. I know, Faraday. You hope I'm wrong. Sorry to disappoint you, but I know I'm right. But, but Blackie, this is impossible. Now, what could Joe gain by hijacking an empty truck? And he'd know it was empty. Know it better than anybody. Yeah. Mr. Green, Joe here was the only one in this company who knew the truck was filled. It was a last-minute change yesterday that kept it from stopping at Cossie's, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Well, Joe wasn't here yesterday when that last-minute change was made. That's right, he wasn't. What about that, Joe? I don't see what difference that makes. Makes a lot of difference to you. You made a mistake about that, Joe. But that isn't the only mistake you made. What do you mean? You're pretty stupid, Joe. You tried to kill me in the garage a little while ago, but I don't blame you for that. The really stupid thing you did was to leave your fingerprints on the door of that hijacked truck. Well, maybe I did, maybe I did, but I'm not taking any chances. I'm All right, not... Joe, don't move. Hey, look, wait. Put away that gun. I didn't mean I to... know you didn't mean to kill anybody. Come on, come on, you're going down to headquarters. Let go, let's go. Don't worry, Joe. Don't worry, he'll let you go. But the place where he's going to let you go is the place where they're going to let you have it. Blackie, where are we going? I have to see our friend Madge at the rest of a while. To console her about the loss of her boyfriend, Billy Johnson? Oh, not exactly, Mary. But she gave me a tip as to where I could find him. I thought we might have a sandwich at her place and give her a little tip, too. Well, all right, as long as it doesn't involve making a date with her. (laughs) Jealous? No. But her last boyfriend was murdered. I don't want you to be the next. 
Next murder, the next boyfriend. You know perfectly well what I mean. <laughs> um, Blackie, Mrs. Crane denied knowing you because she was afraid she'd be involved in murder. Isn't that right? But did that foreman say why he killed Billy Johnson, too? The same old story, Mary. Johnson was in on the plan. That's why he didn't ride the truck the night of the murder. He knew the foreman killed Crane, so the foreman had to kill him, too. Well, you made sure the foreman was caught. In fact, I'd say you saw to it that he went from the big green line right through the little green door. Make mine CV. Because for me, there is no finer beer. And it's just as smooth. Make mine CV. So many folks who know good beer when they taste it have said just that. Time after time, that Champagne Velvet is not only the leading beer by far in its home state of Indiana, but it is preferred by particular people everywhere that it is sold. There's only one reason for that, and that is flavor. The bright, sparkling, light and lively flavor of a real premium quality beer. Premium quality that costs you no premium in price. The rich, robust, and full-bodied flavor of real, honest-to-goodness beer. And the clear, clean taste that makes you sure it's pure. So make yours CV. Because for you, there is no finer beer. You're sure it's pure. And it's just as smooth. And now, here is a preview of what happens next week. 